I'm Bobby. I'm Nathan. And this could be a podcast. I'm just like doing, just doing a real Michael McDonald thing. Mm-hmm. Really? Was yeah. he a good landlord? No, he was a shitty landlord. Yeah, they have just shitty landlords. He was the he was the worst. He would, uh, he he was the one who like showed us an apartment mm-hmm. and said, oh, "Okay," or like, "Okay, yep, we can do this." And then like, okay, here's the deal. We're subletting. One of the tenants is subletting uh, to another for the summer. Mm-hmm. When it's time to take possession, we are not going to be in the country. We're going to be in Ireland. Okay. And, How old are you at this time? Uh, I'm 20. Okay. <laughs> you're in college. Like, I'm in like college. You're, you're, yeah. just, you're living yep. with dudes. Yeah. Or ladies. Yeah. I, I get, we had one lady, and mm-hmm. I was with a lady and a dude. Okay. And- the lady was subletting. Reverse threes company, as we call yes. it. In the business. In the business. I mean, that's what we call it. And the lady was subletting to one of our other friends mm-hmm. for the summer because she was going to go back home to Washington. Was it another lady? No, it was another dude. Oh, so then it became- but, he was like, but he was like older. He was like 24, 23. <laughs> Is that a shitty TV show? <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Okay. Uh, so we're like, okay, yeah, sure. We're going to be out of the country. We're going on choir tour. We're going to be out of the country, literally. Tale as old as time, right? <laughs> and- uh, but he's gonna he can take possession, you know that's you know that's totally fine, and then like he showed up and you're like he's like uh, actually you're gonna be over in this unit now, you're gonna be on the other side. A bait so, and switch. Yeah, so like n- not the apartment we like were shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the other side of the dupl- of the quad, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was filled with like the current tenants shit. Well, did you sign papers and everything? No. Okay. We didn't sign anything. Okay. We said, well, you Landlord like, problem. how long are you going to be here? I'm like, I don't know, a year, maybe more. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And and then like halfway through, my my sister, she was living down the street and she left. Mm-hmm. And then so did another gal in her. Uh, and hers was like a five bedroom. Um, so we're like, hey, let's just move over there because we're kind of done with the guy would like come in and like unannounced yeah and just, which is illegal by the and, way. which is like and like the guy who like took over the was subletting he's like hey you can't do this yeah it's you not can't your place it's not your place <laughs> like we because we're stupid mm-hmm. and kids like we didn't understand like the whole shower curtain thing okay. like like it's our job to put up a shower curtain okay and there was a shower curtain on there, but kind of like half-assed if that girl was living there you guys would have understood the yeah, shower curtain right situation but and so when we took a shower, it kind of leaked. Okay. I mean, we weren't like. Was know. it getting on the floor? Like getting yeah. into the. Okay. So yeah. you're causing a huge problem. Not a huge problem, but I mean. On the way to a huge problem. Right. Okay. So then we just come home one day and the shower curtain that was ill fitting mm-hmm. was just gone. <laughs> and there wasn't a shower curtain there. Oh, oh so you so, did have a shower curtain to begin yeah, with. Yeah. Okay. But it was too small. So you knew a little bit. It was too small. Like yeah. it was like you knew too little was, about shower curtains. At that time. <laughs> right. It was just it wasn't like it like I mean there was a shower curtain there, but it was like for like a small stall, not like a full tub. So just for <laughs> clarification, did you bring in the shower curtain? No, it was the there. shower curtain was there. There. Yes. So that's not your fault. Right. And yeah. and then so we show that's up on one him. day. We show up one day and it's fucking gone. Okay. And we there's no shower curtain there. So he came in. Mm-hmm. And took the shower curtain. Gotcha. And it's like, what? Well, no announcement. No, no uh, right. Like, hey, I'm no. gonna come over. Yeah, yeah. It's a so, huge problem. Yeah. When we showed up, he was renting to his nephew, and all of his stuff was there. 
all the, your landlord's stuff was there. Yeah, all okay. of, all of his nephew's stuff was was yeah, still. Yeah, that's in the a problem. And so we like let it go for a week. And and this is when you guys came, have come back from yeah, Ireland. Came back from Ireland, and all the of classic it, story. Of yeah, we went away on a choir trip, you right. know, to Ireland. And so everyone's been there. All of his stuff, like all of his stuff, was still there. I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. It's fine. How old is this guy at this point? Ballpark. Of uh, the landlord. Yeah, the landlord. I think in I would say 50s, 60s. Okay, so he's he's yeah, on his he, the probably the third leg of his life as far as like. Uh, I mean, if you're sure. living with your nephew and no, 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 no. So he no, he didn't live there. No, it was just his nephew lived there. His nephew's stuff. Was his there. nephew's stuff because okay, he rented gotcha. to his nephew. I thought this man had like. No. No. I'm going on my second divorce right now, <laughs> and I need no. to move in. With no, he you. Li- he lived downtown. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so his yeah his nephew's stuff was there, and we let it go for a week. Okay. And we're like, hey, um, any idea when he's gonna be by to clear out the rest of his shit? Yeah. And no, didn't happen. Did he get? Did he tell you no, or did you? He's just like, never get uh, back I don't you? know. Yeah, he should be by soon. Hmm. And th- then another week went by, and we called him again. He's like, tell you what, just put it all out in the car on the car part. Okay. Just so like took all of his shit and just set it outside. That's a good lesson. And like in the car in the carport. Mm-hmm. And then like another week came by and the dude and we knew we we went to college with the kid. Oh you knew this. Yeah, person. we knew, yeah. And he's like So why didn't you Why re- is all my shit here? Well why didn't you reach out to him? Because I didn't have his phone I mean I knew him. Okay. I just didn't have his like you know, I didn't have his cell phone number. We were close gotcha. or anything. It's like I'm like, listen, this is what your uncle told us to do, <laughs> is to take all of your stuff and pile it in the carport. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's kind of a dick move a little bit. If you knew the guy. If I mean, I knew. knew I mean, but I, I mean, don't have like a way to get a hold of him. How is much it, shit are we talking about? Huh? Like seven couches. <laughs> like Seven couches? Yeah, it was just like, he just had a bunch of couches. You're talking like his living arrangement yeah. was left. Like everything yeah. that. Not everything, but just like a bunch of his A stuff. lot of like miscellaneous yes. furniture? Yeah. Okay. Not like, like, well, how many personal effects were? I mean, some. I don't. I can't. Oh, I don't know. How I just long remember, were? Th- I remember well, I got there's questions. a lot. Of, I just remember there's a lot of couches. I got questions. Okay, so because this is a story that everyone listening is, yeah. they have to wrap their head around. When yeah. you say this stuff, this is kind of like a determining factor of who you are as a person. Okay. So right, how long is this stuff out in the carport? Okay. Another the, week. The driveway. Yeah. Another so, week. So it's I, living. Like, on, like, bag, like bags. Of, like bags of clothes. Okay. And and stuff like that. What is the weather like this week that you live at? It's May. Up? No, no, it's like it's May. Nice. Did it rain at all? Yeah, no, but it's in, like it's N- an enclosed. You said it's, yeah and no. I I could not tell you the weather. You, I could not tell you the weather. No, I'm so it, it's an enclosed. The only there's only one side where the stalls come in. Okay, that's where it's open. It's not like it's like a garage this without. A, it's a, a garage without the garage door. A hillbilly garage. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those roofs that fly away in a heavy windstorm. Uh, if it was a bad windstorm, sure. Yeah. It, it could fly away. Like the, the siding of a barn just uses a roof? Mm, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying uh, to... Yeah, no, you're trying painting to... Painting a picture. You're painting a picture. Mm-hmm. It was open. It's open. Like, anybody could go and, like, grab a bunch of shit. Gotcha. And and that'd be it. So this there is... Was, a, there was another time, like, where, like, my buddy, like, so... The uh, the guy who was subletting, mm-hmm. like had like bags of stuff mm-hmm. that was his stuff. That's mine. In in the carport, mm-hmm. and the landlord's wife came, took it, and then was labeling it for a garage sale. 
Okay. And he's like, hey, where's that wait, bags of stuff? Where's wait, the bags of stuff that I had out here? Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. We got to unpack a lot of this because <laughs> first off, are we talking garbage bags of stuff? Or yes. Like, okay. So, okay. Let's let's go back to okay. the landlord's okay. nephew. Okay. Landlord's nephew. He, ga- he came back. He He's like, hey, who told you to move all the stuff out of here? Mm-hmm. And we're like, you're, how, you're long uncle, is, how you're, long have you been in this place by now? Almost a month. Almost a month. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so when you move it out, does it take a, this carport? It's for the. There is it, a three stall carport. A three stall carport. Oh, yes. So it fits three cars. Yes. How many uh, stalls does this stuff take up? Almost a full one. Almost a full one. Okay. Yeah. So you can still park two cars safely yes. into yeah. this yes. with all of this stuff. And yes. then as far as percentage wise, the uh, seven couches is. That's a lot of couches. I'm get it's uh, that might have been hyperbolic. Are you even I'm exaggerating a little bit. I'm guessing three to four. That doesn't sound like you at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing three to four couches. Okay. Just trying to paint this picture that I'm going to paint yeah. and then just put it up in our studio here. <laughs> and paint this, just a bunch of shit. I can try. I can take it by the place. So um, okay. So yeah. And then the remaining percentage of personal effects, or yeah. like, what do you think is the ballpark of personal effects? And personal as effects. As far as like percentage? Yeah. Like what do you think uh, clothing guess, wise? I'm guessing probably four to five garbage bag of clothes. Did you go through his drawers and put them in garbage bags or were they in garbage bags? No, they were just kind of like around. They were just like in yeah. balls on the yeah. on the ground. It was like the place but you, was. you put them physically into yes. garbage bags. Okay. Yes. Wow. Okay. I think. I Once again, this is like. You're not going to be charged with anything. It's this fine. is like 20 years ago. Well, so. But you're not going to be charged with anything. There's sure. Nothing illegal. That you've done, it's only immoral, basically. No, listen. <laughs> I come back. I come back from my choir tour. I come back from a foreign country. You're not in the wrong. And I turn my phone on, and it's like, you know, eighty-five meth messages. Meth? What? Methodist. Wow. <laughs> and because my, you know, I, I had my phone off because. Mm-hmm. I mean, who can afford it, right? Who can afford the minutes? Who can afford you know? the minutes? You know, back in <laughs> back then, and I was just like, "Hold on, what the fuck is going on?" Because there's like, I was also in a really shitty production of The Wizard of Oz that like oh, impl- way to bury the lead that was like <laughs> imploding at the same time. I was gone. It was great. Okay. And then like, uh, yeah, and then this, uh, and then like, hey, we're in the wrong apartment. Hey, th- there's a bunch of shit well, in this so, apartment. Wait, so okay, <laughs> just to kind of we're tying this all together. I'm, this is all new information to me. So, when when you were packing up his stuff, yeah, was the we're in the wrong apartment resolved, or was there a situation where you were packing up someone's stuff that was in an apartment they were supposed to be in, and all of a sudden you put all their shit out, and it was just a miscommunication on the landlord's no, part? No, the landlord. So, the landlord showed us. I, an I open that. apartment. Yep, I get that. And said, it's going to be this apartment. Right, and then you mo- moved uh, to another apartment that wasn't, like you were put into another apartment that, yes. what, that wasn't yes. what you were shown. Right. But then you decided to pack up all the stuff. I mean, I'm saying like, as far as the landlord no, no, goes. It's, it's, no, wait, 100%, this is all on the landlord. Yeah. It is not on the landlord's nephew. The landlord's nephew was under the impression, I mean, under the Do you the know impression. where the landlord's nephew was this entire time? No. Was, because. Because he wasn't there. Was so was he also in a choir trip in Ireland or, or something? No, he wasn't. No, I don't know. Some, I don't know where he went. But um, what I'm trying to say is, that was there a miss? Like, could there for a little bit of time been a miscommunication as far as like 
you were put into the wrong apartment and then you hilarious hijinks ensued and then you put all no, of his no, stuff. He like he had a I like he had a family lined up ready to go to take over the apartment we were shown. Okay. And that's that's what I'm just I, trying to get to the point where like you guys were put into the wrong apartment and then you packed no, up all this guy's shit that no. was also on the proverbial choir trip in the, Ireland. The, the nephew then, the nephew was completely in the right and was like, hey, I was supposed to have this apartment for another month. And so the, that was the situation. Though. Yeah, no, yeah. The, the nephew so he like, was supposed to have it. Yeah, he was supposed to have it for another month. That's what I'm saying. So you but, guys. So, no, he overbooked it. Yeah. The landlord so overbooked it. So the landlord made a, pro- made a, made yeah. a mistake. Yes. And then you guys packed up all the shit. Yeah, he's like, yeah, just uh, go ahead and just take all, you know, take, you know, like, and it was like literally two weeks. That's, and it was like, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. 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 Literally, it was two weeks where it was like, hey, is, is he going to be by to? Grab the rest of his stuff and no, uh, you know, just take it all and just put it out in the garage. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, okay, like that's my job now. Well, and landlords operate in a situation where they want they want all the money, it's like the worst of society. They want all the benefits of doing the work, but they don't want to do any of the work, yeah, because it's an, I mean, in our situation of like, you know, we have a house in an area that could definitely be rentable if we decide to oh, buy yeah. another house, right? So, but then being a realtor and like dealing with the amount of rental units that I've already dealt with in the short amount of time I've done it. The idea of being like responsible for the rental unit just mm-hmm. seems like a headache. Cause again, I don't want to just be negligent about it. I mean, I'm like, well, they keep sending in the money. So therefore nothing must be going wrong. Right. Cause when we first moved back, I mean to town we were renting and a lot of, we found kind of a diamond in the rough. We found a situation where uh, we found a nice, are you talking about the one on Rose? Or race? Yeah, our Rose Street house uh, that we found. That was, was a diamond in the rough? It really was compared to like everything else oh, we were looking wow. at. So we found a place. It was a three bedroom. It was a two bath, two and a half bath. Um, I guess it was a one and a half bath. So uh, house in a nice area. And it was seven fifty a month. I mean, and that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. You know, and we. What year is this? This would be 2014, 2013, 14, maybe. Okay. So. Anyway, so we, we, we found a situation where we, we found this and we're like, we drove by and we looked at it and we wanted to get into this house. We could not get a hold of the landlord at all. And then we ended up, we ended up, I called him again, one last ditch effort. You know, we found it on the, in the newspaper and everything like that. So we were just, it was. You put in an ad in the newspaper and then you don't answer the calls? Correct. So then when we finally get a, a hold of him, he's like, uh, you know, we stayed our case and he's like, well, I'm about to walk into my wife's funeral. So, um, you know, <laughs> I need to, um, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, I'm, <laughs> Dude, no, why were you? I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. But like, also why the fuck why did you, you answer, answer the, the call? Fucking call? Like it makes sense now why you didn't answer the call. Well, I get why before. he answered the call then because everybody's trying to get a hold of him because of his wife's funeral, but sure. Fuck. But I'm like, oh, okay. Um. I'm sorry for your loss, but I'd uh, also like to see your, you know, see the place, you know? And uh, so long story short, we didn't end up getting into the place. And we were, I I would say we were role model tenants in comparison because again, like, I guess I haven't rented enough in, in my adult life that understanding how shitty renters can be. So like we had a situation and we were probably there for three or four years, I imagine. Yeah. And, we had a situation where our upstairs bathroom uh, plumbing, the the sink, was leaking a little bit. Okay. And so we called him, and he came over, and he's like, "Thank you, thanks for you know calling me. I appreciate it. You know, the last people here, they would never do anything with that." I'm like, "Well, it was an issue for us, so thank yeah. you for coming over and doing it." He's like, "Yeah, last time 
that thing was leaking for months and months and months and they never called until we had to repair the the living room uh ceiling Jeez. and then i'm looking i'm looking up we're in the living room i'm looking up and like oh there is a giant patchwork done like <laughs> holy shit i never noticed that there they it's probably you know seven eight feet by five feet that they had to like repair because just negligence of like yeah it just keeps dripping i don't know i don't know what that is that's weird know. how this growing. has become a nice weird brown spot on yeah. the ceiling and it's like yeah should we call somebody nah, nah. fuck it and fuck. to the point where like it literally he said it collapsed into the basement or oh. into the into the living room oh yeah and so it was but it destroyed all the living room it's like oh that's why you got new carpet everywhere like <laughs> Like it all makes sense when it goes through, but it's like it's like, well, who like why would you live in that? Like, why would right. you not like their job, the landlord's job is to call like if there's something going on, like it's not Clearly. my responsibility yeah. to do it. Right. It's their responsibility to do it. So the amount of people that can live and be like, well, and not noticing again, I'm not gonna say like I notice everything wrong with my fucking house. I'm yeah, constantly no. worried about sure. it. I mean, we had to replace the motor on our furnace, you know, because we forgot to change the air filter uh, for too long and it just it, oh. It burned out, but that's a lesson. I'm like, I'm never gonna forget to change the filter again. You got a little. You don't have a little. We've got a little alarm on our on our thermostat. Oh yeah, that says filter. We don't. That's just says, hey, you're you, with like every six months. We don't. I never changed that. Like I never reset that. I put it. Uh, I put it in when my. When I look phone. at the filter. Yeah, and but when we, it was a situation in our house that we bought when. Here's your filter. There it is. Yeah. When we when we when the filter got clogged and then. Uh, we had to reset the motor. It was one of the nights where it was going to be like two degrees out. And uh, I'm like, oh, this is a problem. We need this fixed now. Problem. And then now you're over a barrel and you know, like, what we need it fixed now. Like, <sighs> yeah. And, uh, but again, like the amount of people that can live in a situation where you're just like, uh, well, I'm okay. Like, I don't notice it. I don't, I see that, see what's going on, but I'm going to quietly ignore it or not call the person that can fix it. Right. Um, that leads to a big problem where, you just get these landlords that are like, well, they haven't called me, so everything must be fine. And the money keeps coming in, so whatever. Yeah. So we were seven, eight months into our, our term. Mm -hmm. And my sister, who was living down the street in a fiveplex, decided to move out. She was gonna she took a new job and she was leaving town. And another gal who was living there also uh she she had some health issues and had to move back mm -hmm. home. So there's literally three rooms open down you know half a block down the street mm -hmm. and i said well fuck we'll just move in with them mm -hmm. so he called them up and said hey this isn't working for us we're moving out this is your notice we are not going to be living here anymore thank you goodbye mm -hmm. and uh so we moved out fucking immaculate just left it perfectly i mean clean as all get out yeah absolutely ready to for people to move back in yeah and uh you know, gave it another month. I'm like, hey, listen, really like to have my security deposit back. Yeah. He's like, there's no listen. reason not to get it back. He's like, listen, uh, you guys were horrible tenants. Um, really? Uh, I now, you said you're going to stay here for a year, and now I've got to put in an ad in the paper, and I'm trying to rent a place in the middle of uh, winter in February, mm -hmm. and um, that's much more difficult. I've got to like, you know, factor in for my advertising budget now. Uh, you had the cops called on you multiple times, uh, which we did. You did? Okay. Yeah, I mean, Noise was, complaints? Well, what? the first first one was like, I was like out in the garage uh, playing a bucket okay. with drumsticks okay. at like nine o'clock at night. 
Okay. Just because I was like, eh. What did the cops say? Cop showed up as I was cooking a piece of chicken, and I'm like, like, were you out here like playing a drum or something? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I was playing a bucket, you know. I was, but you know, as you do, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I played a bucket for like a uh, half an hour, like between nine and nine thirty, mm-hmm. and. Uh, did you say you were in a, like an off-Broadway production of stuff? No, I'm just yeah, I'm just working on uh, some of my drum stuff, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, your neighbor called, and I'm like, oh, you want? Can you not do that anymore? Yeah, sure. Cool. Never did again. The other time, my roommate it was going through some stuff mm-hmm. and like said that he was taking a bunch of Tylenol. <laughs> and and somebody saw it like on his blog post that he was going to take a bunch of Tylenol. What? And okay. yeah, you know, attempted cry for help. Right. Suicide Clearly. Stuff. <laughs> and uh, cop showed up and I said, well, hold on. It's what evening. was the response time from posting on a blog? I have no idea. Was I'm, it within 24 hours? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, like this is like live journal. This is live journal stuff. Some okay. no, that somebody saw it. Yeah, somebody saw it. Saw that he made a post. I mean, this is like early social media days. Somebody saw he made a post <laughs> the, the and municipal uh, police response. And somebody called it in saying, "Hey, you need to do welfare check." And I'm like, "Oh, you know," I'm like, "Oh, he's not even here." And he, <laughs> he said something about going buy more Tylenol. I don't and know. He, <laughs> he was already yeah. He was, somebody already took him to the hospital. I guess because yeah. What? Can you can you OD on Tylenol? Uh yeah, I mean, well, how much time? I don't, I don't know about that. Take? It'll really fuck up your liver. It, that's sure. that's what the consensus was. That uh, acetamin, uh, so Tylenol is bad for your liver. Ibuprofen's bad for your kidneys. Okay. Or that's why I don't fuck with any of it. I already I, do enough damage to both my liver and kidneys. Or it might so. be the other way around. I don't remember which. I don't one. fuck with it either way. That's like if I don't remember. I think he took like my 30, liver's my friend. Like thirty-two regular. Mm-hmm. Tylenol pills, not extra strength. <laughs> not extra strength. <laughs> yeah, well, no, so it's important to listen so, to my <laughs> chemical romance taking a bunch of Tylenol. <laughs> I don't know if my chemical romance is a thing yet. Well, anyhow, and then the I don't want to shit on my chemical romance. I love them. And then the final time we got the cops friend, called I will on shit us you. <laughs> was we had a party, and we just like like this is like our first like real like it's a normal party call. The real party, yeah. and it, we, it was a golf party. It was a golf inning outing, outing mm. outing inning, like a golf war. <laughs> no, yeah, we're yeah, we're like everybody dress up in goofy golf shit, and we'll play golf like the card game. <laughs> it's a golf war party, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, not golf. Golf. Oh, golf, like the the game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. See, a golf war party, like the war, is much more fun. <laughs> golf, yeah, well, yeah. We called it the golf outing inning, okay? Because we were going to be inside, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we had like. 15, 20 people there in a... That's a normal party complaint. Right. And, you know, like, the only music we had was, like, a boombox. Mm-hmm. And the window was open. So and, you had shitty neighbors, is what you're saying. Yeah. And it was an old guy. Mm-hmm. And, all, like, yeah. why, you know, you're living in a college neighborhood, and you're an old guy, mm-hmm. and you're calling the cops. You're, well, you have nothing better to do. Like, really? That's what it is. And it was, like, like yeah, so I got, I got uh, dinged for a, a possession ticket. At okay. that point, and so did my roommate and another gal. Hmm. And there was another girl who was like extremely drunk and underage, but just bawled her fucking eyes out and just got out. I blew. They're like, okay, all right, everybody blow. Why do you need to blow in that situation? To but- show that you possession. I mean, there's so there was like the other the the other gal who we rented with mm-hmm. was of age. This so, is in the place where you, yes. we, you're living in the same place. Yeah, same place. Like- yeah. And, um, yeah, I blew 0.08. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, oh, 
He's like, oh, I thought you guys would be drunker than this. Which is, <laughs> and then they there's no over under. It's just yeah, if he, if you any if possession, you match yeah, it. possession, yeah. And then they just sat there and poured, you know, ninety bush lights down the drain. Really? Yeah. They're like, oh, this sucks, and just. No. Eh, Did and any just, one of them take a sip? No. Oh. No. And they all. They, I'm they disappointed. Just, in went our and crawled course. through every inch of the fucking house looking for people hiding and shit like that. Nothing better to do. And it's like, really? And like, okay. When we first moved into um, our current house that we have, we bought it. We did the whole, uh, fuck it, let's give up on life and let's just do this thing. Mm. So we, we bought a dog and a house at the same time. And no. Oh, is that, what, is that how you feel? No, no, no. I'm just joking. I mean, that's but, what I thought. Yeah. Well, it's the general aura that I put off. Yeah. But um, no, so we, we bought a dog and our house at the same time. Like September 1st, we moved in to our house and i think september 2nd we picked up our dog and i love our house and i love our dog but we uh we also had a car but you're ready to move on from both no 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 get a um, pack of cigarettes and you're out the door a pack of, i'm leaving for a pack of cigarettes thank you abbott and costello <laughs> um so we we were uh we bought a, a a car from uh my brother-in-law and his wife it was his wife's car and they they had uh three vehicles they wanted to and we yeah. were we had one car, but we're like, well, we could use a car. And sure. they basically were like, to the point where like, just use the car. We really, like it became a, like a parking issue for them because they didn't have a driveway. Mm. Oh. So it became like off street parking issue. They're like, please use the car, you know? Yeah. So we were using it and then it got to the point where we're like, well, just buy the car. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So we bought the car for them. And my wife's coming home from work one day and I'm walking our, our new little puppy and she sees me on, on, on our, our, like one of the streets close to our house. So she pulls in and she parks the opposite way than the rest of the cars are parked. Oh. Okay. And she gets out and she's like, hey, you want me to walk with you? I'm like, sure, absolutely. So we start walking. We we walk, I shit you not, like 10, 15 minutes. And we get back to the car and we drive just a block and a half back to our place. Yeah. Well, we get a text from um, my sister-in-law, or my brother-in-law's wife. Yeah. Who is a cop in the, in, in the town. Yeah. And she's like, hey, um. We got a we got a report of the you know my former car yeah. being like illegally parked in a street is like a complaint was called in like are, are you Fuck. are you parked and are you parked somewhere that like do you know where the car is and everything like uh we parked for like 10 15 minutes on a street and then we drove home like it didn't it was li- <sighs> it was under 20 minutes it was not a very long walk cuz yeah. it was a little puppy and I'm like what the hell is going on like this is fucking ridiculous yeah. and then it became a situation of like Oh, this person has nothing better right. to do. Right. They have nothing else better to do right. than to just sit outside and watch. Oh, they parked the opposite, opposite way, way on a street that it's 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 a dead end. Like it's, was it your street? It's not our street, but it was the street up above, which is essentially a dead end as yeah. well. Yeah, and it's it's like um yeah, so it's not even a busy street. It's not taking up a parking spot. Yeah. It's not doing anything but being parked incorrectly right. for yes. a period of time. Yes. And that was enough to warrant calling in. Calling in. I mean, just police. the other day. So, and so again, my my brother's wife is a police officer in town. So we've had a number of discussions about like, because I see shit all the time driving around where I'm like, oh, I wish I could just call somebody and yeah. be like, the fuck is going on? Because right. these people are fucking stupid all the time. Yes. So I had a situation the other day where I'm driving on the street. It's in town. I'm driving. It's. 25 miles an hour i'm driving 30 32 you know i'm, okay. I'm not driving the speed limit is that I'm a not boulevard is it a wide street it's a wide street um 
but it's a residential. Sure. I mean, it's okay. you know kids play and shit okay. like that. And I'm driving. I'm driving 30, 32. I'm not being egregiously slow, but I'm okay. also like in. Um, so I have to make a left hand turn. And so I start, I put on my blinker to make a left-hand turn. Okay. I start to slow down to make a left-hand turn. And as I start to make the turn, I see the car behind me. I look in my rear view mirror for the one last time before I do it. Yeah. I see the car behind me get into the left-hand lane, go on my left-hand side, and then just start to book it in front of me. Like, just start to pass me as I'm starting to turn. turn? So oh, I have to, like, geez. slam on the brakes, and I'm fucking pissed. And I fucking slam my horn, I flip him off, and he just fucking blazes around me. Ooh. You know, I'm like the hell is going on like i don't understand yeah. what the issue is like i get it if i'm driving you know even 20 if i'm driving the speed limit and you're pissed right yeah but that's still just wait i have my signal on i'm indicating that i'm turning yeah. and so i was so pissed so i was like fuck this fuck this you know so i fucking sped up and i was like i'm gonna get this guy's license plate i got to call it in i got the license plate and i was like oh do i call it in do i call it in do i call it in I'm not emergency number Right, yeah, and because of her, yeah. I have the I have the dispatch yeah. number. I'm like, because again, I was like, if I ever need to call in something, but I don't want it to be like, hey, this is egregious, um, or you know, this is yeah. not yeah. as it's not an emergency. Yeah. It's not nine one one. It's not nine one one. It's dispatch. Yeah, you call. Yeah, you call the, I have, the non-emergency number. I have it in my phone. It's dispatch. Dispatch motherfucker. Okay, like, is what it is. But uh, so I'm like, do I call this in? Fuck, 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 fuck. And I called dispatch, and as I was is as I was ringing, I was like, you know what? It's just. It's not worth it. Yeah. And I hung up and like, if it's worth it in like, you know, 15, 20 minutes, I'll give it a call. Yeah. And then everything subsided. But it was a situation where I'm like, yeah, you're clearly in the wrong. And with the sure. amount of like cameras that are around too, yeah. I'm like, you could probably prove that it actually happened if I had a right timestamp and everything for it. My problem was the one time I called the non-emergency number and they asked me for my name and my phone number. That's which what I, I was worried about. Which, which I thought was extremely weird. And I gave it because I didn't like, I don't understand yeah. why... I was driving down the road and there was just like a pane of glass mm-hmm. like fell off somebody's truck and was just shattered in the middle of the road. I'm like, well, this is a problem. Yeah. You know, it's not an emergency. I'm not going to call 911. I'm going to call the non-emergency number. But someone needs to be aware of this. Somebody needs to be aware that this is a thing, yeah. needs to be, be taken care of before something happens. Well, like my situation, it was if I didn't look in the rear view mirror, like- he, I would have turned toast because yeah. I, I and then in the as fast he's probably going. I mean, he probably could have maybe gotten up to forty miles an hour then, Ooh. but it would hit the because again what? I was going like on what road? Oh, okay, it does. I mean, it doesn't matter what road specifically. Wait, what was the what's the speed limit? Twenty five miles an hour speed limit. I was going you're thirty. Going, you're going over. You're going well over the speed. You're going well over the speed limit for my taste, quite right. frankly. Right. And this guy is. It's not enough and. So That's when, a problem. when I'm turning in, the other thing too is that there was no oncoming traffic, obviously, when he yeah. went to the left handed lane. So like I didn't have to slow down to a standstill. I wasn't no. at a stop and then he decided to go around me. Right. Yeah. It was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to slow. I probably not passing got, you on the right. Not passing me on the right. Cause again, that's another like egregious thing that you can do, but that happens all the time. I allow it. But, <laughs> but it's different than on the left hand side. Oh, Cause yeah. again, it, the only thing that saved me was me looking at my rear view mirror one last time. And oh my God. So today, as we're driving home mm-hmm. and driving down the road in really backwoods neighborhood, mm-hmm. and backwoods is just in a I rural mean, like area. It's, no, no, I mean like I mean, it's real. Like oh, we're off the beaten path. Right. This is not. You know, and backwoods means different things to different people now. Yeah, it's a type so. of cigar as well. Jesus, come on, Bobby. Mm-hmm. I anyway. come from a backwoods family, so I take it personally. Oh, okay, so we're driving. I'm going, and this car slows way the fuck down 
and moves over close to the curb. Mm-hmm. No turn signal, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Just slows down. And I'm like, okay, this guy, he's just pulling off. He's going to park right here on the side of the road. No, this motherfucker is swinging a hard left. All into, around? Into, the, into, the, into a driveway. <laughs> like right in front of me. I'm like, what the? What are you doing? Turn signals were invented for <laughs> a reason. Right. To well, indicate I mean, to other people what you're doing. And also, don't get me wrong, big fan of swinging a wide here, boss. But not that wide. Right. I mean, going from curb to into a driveway on the left-hand side? But Come in on. your situation, if you were to see the left-hand blinker blinking, you would have you would have approached yes. it differently, right? Oh, yeah. You'd be like, well, the blinker's on. Wait a second. He could be swinging it wide. Yeah. Right? And right. That's, and that's because they're indicators. And that's where, that's going back right. to my situation, I'm like, I wasn't just slowing down in the middle of the street. Yes. You know, like, yeah. oh, I'm just, you know, I'm slowly dying here, so I'm just going to come to a complete stop. Yeah. It's like, and I'm clearly taking a left-hand turn. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Right, right. And my my thing is like, okay, if you Do don't you, need to swing, you don't need to be making such a big arc to get into a driveway. It's like, what are you doing? It's stupid. You're so. Do you use dumb. your blinker all the time? I try to as much as I can. Me too. Uh, you know what I noticed the other day about you? Oh yeah. As you exited, as you exited a roundabout, you signaled. That's, that's how, how you're appropriately. That's how you're I know, supposed to appropriately I, do I it. I never understood the point though. Like, I don't know who that's for. That's for the people that are uh, yielding towards you. But they can't see it. If yes, I'm, they can. If I'm turning, I think it's difficult. No, 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 no. You're, you, if you're behind me, yeah. you, it's, not, it's not for no, you. No, it's for the people yielding. It's for the people 100% yielding. 100% correct. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, if I'm turning. It's so a proper roundabout. Let's look it up. Because that's, that's what we did. When a, when a roundabout was added to our town, I was like, what is, what's roundabout etiquette? Right, right. Like, because my, my, uh. When a roundabout was added to our town, I was like, there's going to be so many car accidents in this roundabout. Sure. Because yeah. people do not understand this yeah. whole system. Yeah. And there's at least going to be, you know, a number of fender benders, like X amount, you know, whatever I wonder what is. they are, though. How many there have been? I've seen I zero. I've, I've seen, seen zero. zero. I've been in- incredibly impressed. We looked up a roundabout etiquette. Um, My problem is the number of people, number of old people waving. Oh, yeah. They get stuck. Waving people in. I'm going to stop in the middle of the roundabout, and I'm going to wave this guy in. Mm-hmm. No. That causes accidents. That's the problem. Yeah, you're supposed to signal going out of it. I get that. I understand that. So, however, that's why I do it. Because this is I don't, the thing. I don't know who sees it. I cannot, like. No one sees it because they're not looking for it, because most people haven't looked up roundabout etiquette. So, as I'm exiting, like, but Yoke I don't feel drivers. like there's enough. There's not enough spa- time. There like, is, I'm going to have to enter the roundabout with my turn signal on for you to see it. No, no, no. It could, it, I mean, because in our situation, I mean, there's, what, six points of entry? In a, in a five. Five, yeah. five or six, five to seven, however many points of entry. There's five. Anytime you it's get a five-way stop. It was a five-way stop. Which is ridiculous. But anyway. That's why I love it. Um, <laughs> our town was designed by drunken Irishmen, so. Um, no, they're trying to follow the, like, the, anyway. the, the natural topography of the land. Which. Yes. Let leads to a five-way stop. Which, if you drive around and you're a little bit drunk, it makes so much more sense. Um, <laughs> so, if, in a in a five-way stop, if you're if you're indicating to the person, if I have my signal on, that means I'm probably going to, I should be going to the nearest yes. exit. Yeah. So, therefore, if I see you two exits in front of me, yeah, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm I, I know that you're getting off on this the exit in front of me, so I'm safe to go. It's probably more so for. Uh, 
the places that have an, an, like an incredible amount of points I, and entry? I, I think that our roundabouts are too narrow. I it, do it just to. I'm just like trying as, to do as my compared, part. As compared to the ones like in Dodgeville, I that shout out to all the people in Dodgeville that, that know. Big about fan the, of Dodgeville. All the people go to Governor know. Dodge State Park. Go yes. to the House on the Rock. <laughs> uh, whatever the uh, weird uh, hotel knows. is that has an airplane, you know. All our Canadian and French listeners, you guys Listen, know about the Dodgeville roundabout. Okay, hey, this is a special me- special message mm-hmm. to the one dude in France who is person. We don't know. I'm listen. I'm gendering. Everybody's a dude. <laughs> to the dude in France, do yourself a favor and just look up House on the Rock and be like, "What is this? Mm-hmm. What is this?" And that's all you have to it's do. It's worth googling. But I don't know how to say about. what is this in French. If I did, uh, je ne sais quoi. Uh, be like, "Que was ça?" Je ne sais quoi is like a. That, that's I, like a certain something. Yeah, a certain something. Yeah. And that, that's what that's what I like to think I have. I, I think I have a certain je ne sais quoi. Yeah. <laughs> Probablement. <laughs> oh, je, je vous mets. That's, that, that means I'm vomiting. Je vous mets. Did I ever tell you that? I always, I always had a, uh, just a good fake French accent. Like, je suis no comme papa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what's my, I'm trying to, uh, so there, that's je suis no comme papa is I do not understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, je vous mets. This is, is all for our one listener in France. Is by the way. I'm vomiting. <laughs> That's what he's doing currently. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this is a real hot hit to the gut. God damn. Uh, and you then, download one you, fucking you, episode. You're right. And then I'm stuck. I don't know how to undownload these things. And imagine all of this speaking spoken rapidly in French, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah. What's my, oh, so je suis. Because uh, I generally come home and I like. Uh, I, I like talking in foreign languages when I come home. Uh, Donde esta tu madre? Tu madre es no aquí. Uh, and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To your children? To is my that, children. I like to come home and just speak foreign languages to my children mm-hmm. in the five or six phrases that I know. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> to have them just like... And then eventually they pick up. They're like, no, mom's not here. Yeah, I don't know where mom is. There you go. Yeah, that's all, like, that's all I want. Parent of the year over here. Right? Good God. Right? <laughs> Please, someone send this man a medal. Oh, my God. He doesn't signal in a roundabout, but I, if he's not teaching his children I don't, four to five phrases in different languages. I I, I try to maybe over-exaggerate like where I'm looking in a roundabout, like as I'm ex- exiting mm-hmm. the ra- roundabout. Also, I'm trying to, like, I try to look at cars. When I'm coming in, I'm, I've been burned once or twice where I think a tar- car's getting turned out, turning mm-hmm. out. No, and they're just slow going around a roundabout. You know, a roundabout also brings into light a, a thing that really pisses me off with people on the road. Go on. No one fucking respects a yield sign. It's no one, like, a yield sign to people means just ignore, I guess. Like, mm. And to me, we have, a, we have a certain number of yield signs that are, like, they're important to stop accidents. You know, I, again, it's not... Like entering a freeway? Correct, yes. Like, which I think is ridiculous in its own right but it doesn't warrant a stop sign maybe it does because oh no because you can't start back up because you can't start back up right but a yield sign is breaking and i remember my my girlfriend's sister in uh, in high school she got pulled over for not yielding properly mm. and she's the only human being i can ever recall that's ever been pulled over sure. for not obeying a yield sign oh. because 
again, you can blow through a yield sign, and most people do, like all the fucking time. And a yield sign is is not frustrating. Me, Bobby. Me. I know not you. I'm not. I'm not accusing. Well, you, you. said everybody. Most people. How about that? Is <laughs> okay. that better? Yeah. I don't consider you a human being. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I. You're right. I mean, people do like. I, my problem is, I hate when people treat yield signs like stop signs. That's my problem. Well, a yield that, sign becomes a stop sign at some point if you have to you yield. Stop. If you have to stop. Like I got honked at going through a roundabout the other day because I stopped at a yield sign because there was oncoming traffic and then a car. someone fucking honked at me and I'm like, the fuck, the fuck are, are you, ta- you where, like, where do you want me to go? There's a car coming. Yeah. The yield sign becomes, I, I did pretty good in driver's ed, not to brag, but <laughs> like a yield sign becomes a stop sign when you need to yield to another car. Right, you have to stop. That's what That's, that's what, what it yields. becomes. That's yeah, what it means It's not just like yield. go because you can floor it and then maybe get through. Like, yeah. I don't like particularly dealing with insurance companies or car accidents, so I'm not going oh, like, to risk it and be like, oh, yeah, fuck, I could probably make it. Let's just burn it and then have them break because generally it's old people just driving with their, you know, their eyes just yes. barely above the wheel. I mean, like, I, I'm so happy that we put our roundabouts in, though. That's... I like a roundabout. That's why I, you know, obey the the rules of the roundabout. Yeah. No, I'm really happy that they put one in. I can't wait till they put more in. And we're pro roundabout here on this. I listened podcast. to a whole podcast about roundabouts. Yeah, it was a freaking. So did our listeners? Freakonomics podcast about roundabouts and just how awesome they are, and just how like absolutely like, I mean, as far as like life saving and yep. you know, you know, it's literally. Like costs, I mean, save so much money as far as gas mm-hmm. and you know damage to cars because you you might have more like rear end accidents at a roundabout, but people aren't gonna die. The big thing is that you have to slow down. Like that's a you have to yield. You have to yeah, and you have to understand what that sign means. You're a big fan of yielding. I I appreciate what yielding means. Yes. God, but again, that's your memoir. <laughs> No, it's going to make it confused with the Pearl Jam album. <laughs> Appreciating Yield. It's like, no, is no. That a, is that a Pearl Jam? Yield is a Pearl Jam album. Oh. Mm. Which I think is why people don't take it seriously would you want, as would a you, sign. Would you read Because like, it was used as a Pearl Jam a album. A whole like dissertation about Pearl Jam's Yield. Mm. Appreciating Yield. Appreciating Yield. It's a good album. <laughs> would I watch a Rick Beato breaking down Yield the album? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a good album, but again, like I don't think, I, I think it's viewed as arbitrary. I think people just see it as like the Pearl Jam album or the sign. Both. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> this is the problem. That's the problem with the yield sign. Like, okay, a yield sign to people just means nothing. Like, right. And look, I like to. I, as my wife says, I like to take the long way home. You know. And, you take some interesting routes. I do take interesting routes, and I don't. I'm like, what are you? What are you? What are we doing here? I have my own personal reasons for taking, because like me and Terrence Howard from the, the movie Crash, we we take the long way home constantly, all the time. Okay. Because we have things we got to think about. You got to think about plot points. You got to think about what you're going to be doing when you get home, and because once you get once you're home, you know, it's all work from that point on. Yeah. And once you go to work, it's all work from that point on. So, your little me time is when you're driving around. So, when was the last time you watched the movie Crash? Never, never. It's heavy-handed, but uh, that's a... we were we were watching it last night. And like, you watched Crash last night? Yeah, we did. Yeah, and it was like oh. it. It's like Terrence Howard. He's he's just driving the entire movie. And it's like, doesn't he have a 
like he's got a job like he's but he's always driving everywhere like he's never <laughs> arriving to a destination and my wife brought it up she's like he's like you he just drives around all the time like to six long way home i'm like well, if you're going to compare me to Terrence, <laughs> Terrence Howard, Howard and his L.A. directing job, then I've, yes, then I've I will take it. I've also been wronged by Bill Cosby. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Terrence Howard was wronged by Bill Cosby? Oh, yeah. You never heard that story? No. Not no, that I remember. Oh, so, like, at one point, like, uh, Terrence Howard was a, like, he had two episodes or three episodes on Bill Cosby show. The Cosby show. The Cosby show. Okay. And uh, was not asked back and because really like he thought like he pissed off Bill Cosby some way hmm. and Bill Cosby's like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Interesting. At all. But then again, I can imagine Bill Cosby just stepping on toes left and right and not giving two fucks. Well, it's it's interesting. And going back to the movie Crash, Tony Danza makes an appearance in the movie very quickly. And he has a problem with the Danza. Yeah, Danza. And again, the heavy-handed racism stuff is—it's pretty heavy-handed. Don't tell me Danza's racist in this movie. So Danza's on—I'm assuming like a cop show that Terrence Howard's directing. Okay. Okay. So in L.A., I'm assuming it's a cop show. Why did I not know Tony Danza was in? I should know He's because in, Tony Danza has a very special place in my heart because. He not really graduated from the University of Dubuque. He did attend the university. He attended the university. And he comes back all the time. I mean, not all the time, but he comes back, you know, somewhat regularly. He bartended in East Dubuque. There's many stories for our fictional East Dubuque story or tale. At one point at the Kennedy Mall uh, here in Dubuque, Iowa, he emptied a bunch of detergent into the fountain at mm-hmm. the center yep. of the of the mall and made it all bubbly up. That's the story that he used to um apparently at the bar that he worked at over in East Dubuque, which is the uh kind of lawless uh area that we have in Dubuque, especially yeah. back then when he was yeah. here. Uh he would he would take the empties when they would go and change out like a bottle of liquor or anything like that. He would take all those empties, you know, like you yeah. know, quote unquote empties and everything. They had a little bit left. Whenever they would change a new bottle, he would yeah. put all those things off to the side. Then we bring all those over to his buddy's place, my uh, a buddy of ours. So firsthand story of him bringing over those like you know half you know, empties yeah, and everything. You know, like he's that. got like maybe three out two ounces in it. It's or got it's got, got a couple shots in it. In, yeah, a few drinks in it. You yeah. know, and everything. So he'd bring over like a pallet of those and be like, yeah, you know, yeah. There you go. That was the thing. I get. I'm so he's in this movie. All right. And he and he has a problem with how his yeah I'm Tony Danza. He has a problem with how his black co-star is saying a line, and so he confronts uh, Terrence Howard, who is the director of the of the show. She's saying the line all wrong. He, he's saying the line too white, according to Tony Danza. She needs to urban it up. He needs to urban it up a little bit. He, I've never he seen. He does. Movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's essentially the same thing. And so Tony Danza. Yeah. He's saying is he is he working with a vocal coach, and. That's how it. That's how it's approached. But that's funny. Yeah. So Tony Danza, it's like, I guess tangentially racist. I guess because he's not saying it black enough. <sighs> Listen, if he's not saying it black enough, I mean, if he's if the character is supposed to be from the streets, and you've got a classically Juilliard trained actor in front of you, and he's like coming out off as the whitest. No, as it was portrayed in the movie, that this person was doing the part correctly until recently, meaning. That that's the whole line behind. Are they working with a vocal coach to like remove the blackness? Oh, from like the voice. all of a sudden they're all of a sudden their urban to, urbanness has yes, disappeared. Exactly. I mean, listen, if you're if it's not a new again, hire. It's, if I'm a character, 
and I've been portraying a character with a certain urban dialect. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden that goes away. Mm -hmm. That could be considered a problem. Okay. So it comes down to one line in this movie in which I'm going to say was poorly written. Okay. uh, For the most part, like it's, it's, it takes large leaps and bounds to get to a grandiose conclusion. Where I'm like, okay, like I get the conclusion, I get what you're going for, but the way that you get it, without you having to see the movie, it really doesn't. Make I don't any think sense. I want to see the movie. We we started this. This but is what I, I do now that, that that I know that Dan's. Like, it's like when you, you tell me that Costner's in a movie. Yeah, you want to watch it? <laughs> it's like yeah, I guess. I haven't wanted Molly's to watch. game. I did watch Molly's game because I'm like because hey, Costner's in it. Costner's in the say. What was that movie with Clint Eastwood and Costner that we were talking about? Oh, uh, Perfect want, World. A Perfect World. Yeah, yeah. I do want to watch. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen that one. But there's uh, yeah, I saw it. Like the amount movie. of times I want to watch a Clint Eastwood movie is zero. But if you put Costner in it, well, I'll give it a shot. What did I watch the other day? But I watched Invictus. Invictus. Speaking of race, no, oh, no, no. So no, no, we're gonna. And it's like, no. oh, what is the, who who made this movie? Wait, 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 wait. What, Going on. Back, the the back. whole point of bringing up uh, Crash was because I we were so again we were watching we had our like day it of reminds movies. me we we had like our day of movies where we we're just like. We were working and doing stuff, but like all things were like, we're just going to hang out and hang out in bed and just not do anything and put on movies and just get things done. And so we need, you need a perfect movie that you can ignore, but also is like nice to have on the background. Sure. Right. So we started off on Friday night. It was just like, again, like late at night where you're like, need something that you can't fall asleep to, but it's engaging just enough. Like you don't want something that you. If you can't finish it, like, I don't want to put the prestige on it, like, you know, t- midnight. Yeah, you know, sure. Because I'm, I don't want to be up till three in the morning. Yes. Watching. Yeah. So we, we found the mummy and I'm like, oh, okay. It's been long sure. enough since I've seen the mummy. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. If I, fall asleep during, if I fall asleep during the mummy, fine. Whatever. Yeah. But in, oh, juxt- uh, in juxtaposition to watching Raiders of the Lost Ark and all the Indiana Jones movies yeah. recently, I'm like, well, fuck, this is just they're just oh, rebooting yeah. Indiana oh, yeah. Jones. That's exactly what they were going for. And then it got me. It got me going. I'm like, well, I've always Brendan Fraser's always been really good in everything I've seen him in. Is Brendan Fraser a better actor than Harrison Ford? And and I, I started thinking about it because I was like, well, his comedic timing is by far surpasses yes. Harrison Ford. I'll right? allow that. Yes. And I'm like, well, what what? Like I know, I know Brendan Fraser has done some serious things later on in his career. I know he has uh, he, the Dudley you know, Do Rights in the George of the he, Jungles. No, it was more early in his career that he did more serious. Well, he, stuff. he did have some of those things because it was uh, like school ties. School ties, yes, exactly. But I mean, he also did Dudley Do Right in George of the Jungle. Like, oh no, everything. that's a little bit later. Little it bit. is later, but it's that's like the middle of his career because that yes. would be like one could say that like the Mummy was his revival a little bit in his career in his filmography. If we're looking at like Encino Man. As like a breakout. No, oh, Encino Man was before that. I yeah, mean, that's what I'm saying. No, like, I, mean, like, I mean, like I'm saying his uh, his uh, his breakout was before that. I'm trying to remember. Mm, okay, we can look it up. But anyway, so it, it, this this all this the okay. only reason why we watched Crash was because it was like let's find Brendan Fraser in a Has series. Brendan Fraser in Crash. And Brendan Fraser's in Crash. And here's the here's the kicker to it though too. And we didn't watch the movie. Did he then. play against Tony oh. Danza? No, but he, he carried the movie when he was in it. Mm. Plays the district attorney of Los Angeles. Just oh no shit! Fantastic. Like, a def- I'll I will stand by this because I've been thinking about him. Like, I Brendan Fraser, I think, is a better actor than Harrison Ford. 
I really do think I think I think he he's, might be a better comedic actor. I don't know about for serious. sure he's a, he, for sure he's a better comedic actor. Yeah, like we I'll like I can understand those those two things, but like yeah. Harrison Ford as Han Solo is supposed to be like. Would you want to see Brendan Fraser as Han Solo? I could see Brendan Fraser I as Han. Right. Yeah. Can right. I see him as Indiana Jones? We've already seen it in the Mummy, and we've already seen it in the Mummy. Can and I? And he does a better job in the Mummy. Can I see Harrison? Uh, can I see Brendan Fraser as? Uh, uh, then Tom, you start going through Tom Clancy's. Uh, what's his name? Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. Uh, Jack, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Can I see? Because you start going through Harrison Ford's filmography, you're like, what like, things like, has he stood out? That young, but more that younger Jack Ryan, not like the John Krasinski's doing. No, no, no. no but no, I'm saying more of that. Like right now, like right now, I'm telling you right now. Hold on, wait. Old Brendan Fraser, he's got a. He needs to put on some gray hairs. And turn into uh, not Josh Brolin. Um, God, what's his name? From Sniper and League of Their Own. Not a League of Their Own. Major League. Who's the catcher for Major League? Uh, hold on. Hold on. What's that guy's name? <laughs> Dude, you got. He's in Batman. He's in Batman and Batman Begins. Not Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger. Yeah, Tom Berenger. I uh, want to see. I want to see. No. Yeah, I want to see him as. I mean, he could. I'm not going to. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, I mean, between Inception and Batman Begins, apparently. uh, Wait, what was he in Batman Begins? uh, He was like the chairman of the board. Okay, so, so going back to this, going back to Brendan Fraser. Okay. Okay, because again, he's he's, I feel he is wrongfully judged by the the cartoonish movies that he's made because again. He's everyone, made, he's, he's, everyone goes and says like for sure like the cart like he's a he's a good comedic actor yeah. like I love Airheads that holds a special place in my heart <laughs> as a kid oh yeah I mean because yeah. that was just that's just a great movie that played all the time but uh he he did a movie with Harrison Ford oh he did and we didn't watch it but I'm I'm like I want to watch it just to see it. and it's both late in their careers and like let's see if I can find it here real quick but what movie did Harrison Ford Harrison Ford and Brendan Fraser did a movie Extraordinary, Extraordinary measures. measures and I'm like okay this might be watch them because they're both the main characters as you can see here they're yeah. split screen it's Brendan Fraser and Harrison Ford sharing the thumbnail oh it's okay I, rated 6.4 out of this 10 this sounds familiar it's a, a drama, drama center oh, okay you, okay please. a drama centered on the efforts of John and an alien Crowley to find a researcher who might have a cure for their two children's rare genetic disorder I want to say Harrison Ford is the genetic researcher He's the and, doctor. and Harrison Ford is oh. I mean I'm sorry Brendan Fraser is the parent who is who is the uh who's the female lead Carrie, Carrie Russell, Russell. Mm-hmm. okay Interesting. So it might be a movie. Oh, look, and Alan Ruck's in it as well. That's that's great. That's always good. That's always good. When Courtney B. Vance is in it. So this good. is kind of, I wanted to, I didn't want to watch it last night. Oh, Jared Harris. I love Jared Harris. So I didn't want to watch this last night because I think it's something where you should watch it and I should watch it. We should watch it separately. Yeah. All right. And just to see, just to throw it out there because it when you say to somebody that I think Brendan Fraser is a better actor than Harrison Ford, most people that's go a like tough pill to swallow. They're like, Well, that's ridiculous. And you're like, Give me a reason why Harrison Ford's better. And they're like, Well, but yeah, Indiana Jones, like the mummy. I mean the mummy. Well Han Solo. Well, that's essentially fucking Indiana Jones. Like 
It's it's yeah. you can't really tell me a thing that Harrison Ford's been like, wow, he was so good in Air Force One. Like I just wow. Brendan Get Fraser, off my plane. There's no way Brendan Fraser could play that role. Well, there's absolutely a way Brendan Fraser I, could play that role. I, my thing is that like Brendan Fraser today Even your Tom Clancy, your Jack Ryan I, example. I there's he's um he's he's falling uh, what's what's he what's what is he up to right now? I don't think he's like, falling on he's, hard times. I don't I think, think no, he like he I uh, think well just to go back, hold on, wait one second. Just to go back to your situation where you were going you when we when I brought this up, yeah. You kind of approach it the same way. I'm live I've lived with this for a little hours. over twenty four hours right now. <laughs> all right. So Brandon Fraser is a better actor than T- Harrison Ford. I never had that thought before Friday night. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. Hold on. Am I egregious of thinking that? Wait, let me no, think. I don't think so. And if I'm if I'm comparing them, I'm like, well, I think an argument could be made. I think an argument can be made. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll, I'll allow it. In what movie do have I seen has have I seen Harrison Ford in that? But you I don't like Harrison Ford. That's not the case. You don't like. Harrison That's not Ford. the case. I think. What Harrison Ford movie do you love? Do I love? Love? Hollywood I mean, what, Homicide. I mean, I'd have to. Six days, seven nights. God, would I love to see Harrison Ford as Brendan Fraser's character in Airheads? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think that'd be, I would pay a lot of money to see that. That'd be great. Just to see how it's done. Um, I don't know if I love I don't think, I, a yeah. Harrison Ford movie. Do you, what movie do you love? What Harrison Ford movie do you love? I mean, I, mm, I love that, Star Wars in a part of my heart, but I... Yeah, I'd say Last Crusade. I mean, Indiana mm-hmm. Jones. I mean... We know I, my I enjoy, opinions. We know my yeah, opinions. Yeah, I know your opinion on Indiana Jones. I think Indiana Jones holds up. I think for the most part, I haven't watched it. In bearing the four lead, years. bearing the lead on my opinion of uh, Indiana Jones is that the Mummy and the Mummy Returns are a far better take on the uh, explorer. Yeah, I don't remember so much. They are they're Mummy Returns, um, or the Mummy against the Mummy Three against the no jelly. No, 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 we're not going to do that. But like that one, like not the one that like. Uh, that made a it. shit ton of mo- money at the box office. Uh, like it was absurdly. Yeah, I'm not going to defend it because I haven't seen it. But yeah, I mean, I, I never was, watched that one. Either. I was doing a lot of work while <laughs> watching both movies, which yeah. I mean, I would do during Indiana Jones movies. So you watched both Mummy and Mummy Returns. We did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um. Yeah. Brendan Fraser's. I. I guess like everybody has fallen on hard times to an no, extent. Like, but so he's working though. I. My thing was. Uh. It was after. Furry Vengeance in 2010. Yep. Also the same year that uh uh was it was it was his movie? Who? With Harrison Ford, Extraordinary oh, Measures. Yeah, Extraordinary Measures. Oh my god, he was uncredited in the G.I. Joe movie Rise of Cobra? That's weird. Stop the presses. Stop the presses. He was, he also was in a, G.I. Joe. He was also in an episode of the Fairly Odd Parents. Three, Three episodes, episodes, you fuck. <laughs> Uh, Inkheart, which I guess that was a, a YA novel that was mm-hmm. uh, turned into a, a movie that was okay. He has a brand, and not unsimilar to Harrison Ford having a brand. Yeah, and then keep scrolling. Up. I mean, I think. What do you want me to scroll up or down? Down. I mean, well, this is bad. I mean, we're going. I mean, adventure to the center of the earth. You want to know what he's Journey doing recently? Yeah. No, like he didn't do much. I remember. I swear, I heard. This is a lot of professionals. What the fuck is that? TV series. Professionals from 2010. He was 2020. He did 
Who, Let's look it up. Yeah, look it up. After their advanced medical satellite explodes on deployment, billionaire futurist Peter Swan and his fiance, medical visionary Dr. Gracilia Grace Davilia? Yeah. Uh, turn to a hardened former counterintelligence officer. Okay. Who, turn to okay. for what? Okay. What they... now, okay. Here's the question for you. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Go on. Between the billionaire futurist mm-hmm. or the hardened counterintelligence officer, okay. which one is Brandon Frazier? Billionaire futurist. Peter Swan all day. Peter Swan all day. Okay. What, who, what do you think? I'd like to see him as a, as I said, Jack Ryan. As a hardened <laughs> counterintelligence? Yeah. that's. I think that'd be interesting. I'd like to see like a- what I've been kicked in the nuts a hundred times what we are over by the United States government. What uh, we are displaying though, what, what we're displaying though is that he has range. That we can see him in both roles. I could see I could see Harrison Ford in both roles. I and that's not to take away. You're taking that I'm yeah. saying Brendan Fraser is a better actor than Harrison Ford is a slight think, on Harrison Ford. I'm saying that I think we are underestimating I Brendan no, Fraser as can, an actor. We can underestimate He is Peter Swan, he, by the way. Oh uh, uh now Superman. Is Superman Tom Welling? Yeah. Oh, uh, from Smallville. Smallville, and yes. also on Draft Day, he was in Draft Day as well. Okay. He he was the quarterback in Draft Day. That's great. You didn't watch Draft Day? I did watch Draft Day. Yeah. 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 It was good. I like. I'll never watch it again. Mm. But it was good. You'll find yourself. You'll find yourself slowly drawn back to it, <laughs> as like a YouTube video shows up of Draft Day, and he's like, mm. No, huh. that's a one-trick pony. Right there. It's not a bad trick, though. No, I think it's... I, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Draft day is worth it. Draft day is worth it. Draft day is worth the watch. As a person who... Uh, and not just because of Costner. And it's, well, it only proves, at least my point, I'm, I'm sure, you, I don't know if you share it or not, but like when Costner cares about a role, fuck, is he good in it? I don't and know you, if he cares about that role. Oh, he cares about that role. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, because he's good in it. Yeah. When you can tell, like, there's... Having seen enough Costner films, you can tell you're like, oh, this is a paycheck. And this is a thing he really cares about. Was when it? was the last time you watched For Love of the Game? For Love of the Game is a movie that like did not need to be I don't made. Know if I, I don't know if I ever watched it. The only movie John C. Riley and Kevin <gasps> Costner are in. Oh. Yeah. Now you've piqued my interest. Just because I love John C. Riley. It's good. It's really, that, And that'd be like way early John C. Riley. It's way well. early John C. Riley. Ooh, that yep. might... What year was that? Was that about? Was that two thousand or ninety nine? Uh, was that ninety nine or two thousand? Which what what came first, Magnolia, or or uh, for love of the game? I saw for love of the game, nineteen ninety nine. Okay, so for love of the game came out before Magnolia, and I that was the first movie I ever saw. I never I because I didn't watch yeah. Boogie Nights when it came. Oh fucking Brian Cox is in this. J.K. <laughs> Simpson's in this. Oh jeez. Yep. So. On uh, Kelly Preston, by the way, too. Let's not bury the lead. Um, <laughs> no, I love Brian Cox so much. Um, Sam Raimi, director. <gasps> what the? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You're telling me the guy who made Evil Dead 1, 2, Army of Darkness, the Spider-Man trilogy, and, uh, I don't know, Drag Me to Hell, just to round it out. Just to round it out. Uh, made for love. It was directed for the love of the game. It's a interesting... It's not uh, 
what the fuck? It doesn't jump around as much as like a Christopher Nolan like timeline does, but like it's an interesting jump around of a timeline. And it's probably been Was there a certain certain manicness to the editing? Um in the moments, yeah. It's weird. You know like those stylized sports movies, you know, that kind of came out like mm. again, another one of the movies we watched last night was Friday Night Lights. Uh because again, mm. just putting on a movie where like never watched it. Never watched the movie? No. It's a I, I'm a varsity blues guy. So. Well, you know, I'm a varsity blues guy. We are a varsity blues <laughs> podcast. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I think we said that day one, right? <laughs> day one. I am James Vanderbeeker. Die okay? <laughs> a year ago when we started the shenanigans. I will defend. I don't want your life. I don't want your life. Okay. <laughs> I will defend Dawson until the day he dies. Okay. Jenna Malone. Jesus. But anyway. Anyhow. Um, the, the highly stylized sports movie that came out, there's little elements of that where it's just quick cuts and you don't see actual gameplay. You just see like the pitch being thrown and, and then, then the bat. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Versus like what I would say, like major league. You'd yeah. see like actual gameplay, like here's the bat and then or, like here's the ball and then it's uh, off in the outfield and then I got to yeah. get it and throw it and back. Like an like actual those, play. Like a play. Yeah. Because it was like, here's just, here's a pitch being thrown and here's a close up of the ball leaving his yeah. hand and then the. But the the ball hitting the mitt and the bat just barely missing yeah. the ball. It's not an actual play. Never happened yeah. in that sequence. But we got all the shots, so yeah. we can make it believe that's that's the gameplay in the movie. Okay, maybe Costner runs to first and covers a base. I n- nope nope. But it it is I I would I would watch it again. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. I love but. Sam. I love Sam Raimi. I think uh, I, for some reason like. Uh, you like a movie about a person battling alcoholism, and he's not necessarily battling alcoholism from what I remember, but there's you know your there's tinges, some of that. there's tinges of it because he's on the end of his career. Sure. Uh, what for like Dark Man? Do you know Dark mm-hmm. Man starring Liam Neeson? Yeah. Is uh like that was a movie that really spoke to me as a child. Okay. I, I like just like kind of an unconventional superhero. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. there's something about that like I'm like oh I kind of like that idea and I really like yeah also like he's just a super smart person blah 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 he's a scientist mm-hmm. I think uh, that's an interesting character and uh, and just being kind of just slightly weird and then I rewatched it as an adult and I'm like man this, uh, this is a fucking weird <laughs> and then one time I made my kid watch it and I'm like you need to watch this because it's fucking weird and uh it's weird. Like Sam Raimi is has a weird taste. N- pull up, go, yeah, click, we'll go click, click on Sam Raimi here, because he has zero fucking business directing for Love of the Game. He looks like a alcoholic Fred Armisen. Yes, an alcoholic <laughs> Fred Armisen is exactly correct. Maybe a strung out Fred Armisen. Like, Can Fred Armisen play Sam Raimi in his biography movie? Please, oh my <laughs> Can god, we make please. that happen. Quick and the Dead. He also made Quick in he the Dead. He did make Quick in the Dead. Yes, yeah. Yes, he did. Uh, like, I mean, just, he, he has a certain man, like, I, that's a, the the best way I can describe mm-hmm. it as far as his style is just, like, a certain... Good. IMDb, like, changed their... They changed up their shit, and I don't like it. Yeah. It's all different. All filmography. Click. This yeah, it, I know. It's it's tough to see now. And director. That's all I care about. That's all we care about. Man, all it's all thing. different, like... Oh, Nothing's chronological. No, this is not chronological. It's like zigzaggy. Now we do like, we're going to do this, and then we're going to go to the right, and then we're going to do this. Well, and then they, like that King Killer Chronicle does not have a date on it. Drag Me to Hell, Spider-Man 3, Oz the Great and Powerful was not very good. A Simple Plan is a movie that... It's, 
again, Billy Bob Thornton. Why did I Pete think Bill Paxton? A, a simple plan was a uh, Coen Brothers movie. Because, um, because uh, they had the one with a man. Yeah. Um, not a simple man, but something like that. Oh, I mean, there was a simple man. That, that was a that Coen, was a Coen that was, Brothers. That's a fun. That's a fun little like jaunt into uh, Judaism. Is that? That's who's in that one. Nobody. Is that that? That's not a uh, Michael Pena. He's not in that. Michael Pena is not in a no. A no. simple man is about G, uh, but Jews in like the nineteen sixties. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. A simple man. Because he's standing on a roof. Uh. Oh. No, no, no. Yeah. See. It's, oh no! Hold on. Okay. Oh my God! Just, just search for Joel Cohen. Ugh. Ah. You're just IMDb. You're fucking up the shit. You've ruined everything. Oh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. See, that's a picture from A Simple Man right there. Well, we're gonna get down to the bottom of it. Hail Caesar. Writer. Uh, no, because they don't write ev- all of their movies. They don't write all their a movies. A serious man. A is serious what we man. we were looking for. That's it. God, it's a good movie. It's fun. Like, I enjoyed it. It's, it's, I mean, it's a little bit more offbeat. Uh, for, no, go yeah. on. Yeah, I mean. Hey, Richard Kind is in it. <laughs> yep. He's also in, uh, Stargate. Y- he sure is. He fucks up. He doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how to I transcribe. Did Why did I think uh, Michael Pena is in this movie? He's not in this movie. Hmm. No, he's he's in Crash, but yeah. What was the other? He's he's a good oh, actor, but Which, what did Crash? What did Crash beat? In oh, because Crash, Crash won Best Picture, oh, yeah, and it had no business. Well, I don't know if it had no business. It had no business. Winning Best Picture that year. I don't know. We got to look and see. It won three Oscars for Best Motion Picture. Up against uh, Brokeback Mountain, Capote, uh, Good Night and Good Luck in Munich. I'm wrong. It might have. I've never seen Munich. Uh, It's like. It's always like three hours, so it's always like, oh my god, it's a lot. Like I remember, like it's weird. Like I didn't like it that much. Hmm. I I thought it was kind of missing. Like I remember, (sighs) I watched Good Night and Good Luck. That was very blah. Yeah, never watched Capote. Watched uh, Brokeback Mountain, as you do. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah, that's a weird. The thing. Okay, so here's the question: nominated for Best Picture in two thousand. Five, so this is uh, for films in 2004. Here's, well, here's a little, a little crazy thing. Well, go on. Sorry. Okay, was no? Crash, which one best picture? Brokeback Mountain, Munich, Good Night, Good Luck. And what was the, there's, what was the fifth one? Hold on. And Capote. Okay. Yeah, that's that was what was nominated for best picture back in Hot Four. Mm-hmm. What was your point? I'm just saying that, like, that's, Kind of a shitty selection. Yeah, yeah. My my uh, like the thing I wanted to look up here, and it was interesting because you had Walking Phoenix losing out to uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman as Capote, um, and then yeah. 
So for Walk the Line, you also this is what I got confused because Terrence Howard was in Crash. Yes. Right, but he was nominated for Best Actor in Hustle, Hustle and, Flow, and Flow, which came out this year. Because I was like, he, I thought he won. I thought he won Best Actor on oh. an Oscar, and that that's what like you know that's your I got the golden ticket. I can do whatever the, the hell I want. And like Terrence Howard is a great actor, but I like all of a sudden that's it seemed like in two thousand four. All of a sudden, he's everywhere. Hustle and Flow um, won for best song. It did win for best for song. It's hard out here for a pimp. Yes. Well, that's what the story is about. It's about a pimp turning to become a record producer. This is what I wanted to look up, though. Best writing original screenplay. screenplay. Because, no. Crash won for best original screenplay. And it's, it, it, without you watching this movie, it's hard for your it's hard for you to put into context, and maybe the only reason to well, watch. It's hard out here for a pimp. Let's go ahead and just make sure. Sure, which is why Hustle and Flow is not nominated, and should probably should be. I remember the Squid and the Whale probably deserved it better. Noah Baumbach has some very interesting, very like lively dialogue. I I remember watching that movie. I've watched the movie again. It's actually been a long time. Noah Baumbach's great. Um, Crash is a movie you should watch only for the fact of the say that one best original screenplay and the amount of times that. The dialogue, like, leads to a situation that creates the drama where you're like, well, if they just would have done the simple thing of saying, like, wait a second. Hold on. What about this? Then the drama never would have happened. And that, that's why, like, it's a weird. And it's only for people that have ever watched the movie and watched the movie recently mm-hmm. like to understand, like, what I'm talking yeah. about here. Um, it's not bad dialogue. It's just the way the story is structured where you're like, well, wait a second. What if he just would have said Not this? Not done that? Yeah, just would like just take be two seconds. And, yeah, just pick two seconds being like a normal human being. Like, hey, wait, well, I'm talking about this. What else was nominated for best original screenplay was Crash, Good Night and Good Luck, Match Point, the Woody Scarlett Allen. Johansson and Paul Bentley, Paul Bellamy, uh, picture directed by Woody Allen mm-hmm. Siriana starring also starring uh, George Clooney and the squid and the whale by Noah Baumbach what the fuck right well the squid and the whale like I mean it's a good movie yeah it was I remember that Lovely that was all dialogue of, little sli- I mean nice little slice of life man Laura Linney I mean good fucking William Baldwin like oh Anna fuck Backlund? I forgot about Billy Baldwin in that movie fuck we should watch this movie again yeah no shit I, I mean, I think that uh, no. But by the way, Wes Anderson was a collaborator. I th- I, yeah, no. It has like, a very Wes Anderson feel to it too. Wes Anderson and No Bombeck, as far as like, like uh, cadence of 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 ten. I mean, of script. Um, that's about you know they're about the same. You know, you yeah. know, somewhat you know a little bit rushed. I mean, just a little bit on top of each other, and it's very not. Um, I want to say what's uh who's uh who's the guy who wrote West Wing? Oh, Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. You know, it's like like a real Aaron Sorkin. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put like Aaron Sorkin in a real in life, in real so, life, yeah, yeah. like yeah, that's what, what Noah Baumbach is. That also brings up. Did you ever watch uh, Studio sixty on the Sunset Strip? Nope. I never watched it either. Nope. But like I was a Thirty Rock guy. Well, and I know I'm, it was like a more serious take on Thirty Rock, apparently. But like, yeah. I'm interested. I want to watch it. Um, being as much of a Matthew Perry lover as as you I am. Do, did you watch Marriage Story? No. Oh, I mean. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. Hold on. 
Let me look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix. Yep. Yeah, Netflix. I mean, yeah, we did that watch was, that. Yeah, that, that was, was good. God, that was so good. That was good. Like, as far as like realistic, over the, like not over the top, but realistic. Yeah. I'm stepping on everybody's on stepping on everybody else's mm-hmm. lines in a realistic manner. That's what Noah Baumbach does. Well, it's as realistic of dialogue as you can have within in a movie. In a movie, yeah, right. Where you're right. Everyone, because the to Aaron Sorkin's like a, a critique on like a West Wing yeah. style, like not everyone has a full like diatribe ready to go at <laughs> yeah. any at a drop of a hat, you know? <laughs> right? Where right. sometimes you just fuck it up and uh, yeah. No, this was this was a movie. I was not a huge Adam Driver fan. The first thing I ever saw him in was the, the Star Wars first Star Wars movies that put, put oh, out. And was yeah. like, fuck that! That's stupid. Yeah. Why did you take off that cool mask? Just because you have a right. stupid scar? Like you like, have a fucking cool ass mask. I mean, he seemed like a baby in it. Like, like, like my thing with with the the character of uh, what the fuck is his name? I don't remember. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. What's mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember was Darth, Darth Sidious. Sidious. I don't know. Is that it? I don't remember. <laughs> I gave up, man. No, I'm, I'm done. Like it was like, hey, you're. You need to be able to hide that. You need to be able to like, you know, you are an image. You, I mean, you're yeah. Batman. You're Batman. Yeah. It took Darth Vader fucking three movies before he ever yeah. took it off. Like yeah. he took right. What a third of the first movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, and we're gonna take this off. And like the fuck. What the yeah. hell, man? Like all the mysterious. Uh, the mystery is gone. Yeah. And honestly, took it. Honestly, took that SNL skit where he plays the "Take Your Dad to Work," <laughs> where I'm like, okay, maybe he's a better actor than I than I thought. I'm trying to remember like some other. And that's on me. Like New York independent stuff that I saw him doing. I'm trying to remember. Um, Patterson was one that he. That's did. the one where he's a bus driver. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. There's another one where I'm trying to remember what it was. I think he's a good actor, and I he's a, honestly, he's, a, he's a really good actor. To her credit, too, I think Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson did a great job in good. this. I loved her. I mean, I, I always, I've always loved her. It's hard for someone. Since Ghost World. It's hard for yeah, Ghost World was great, but like it's hard for her as um, as much of a celebrity as she is to disappear into a role, mm-hmm. and yes. I think she very much disappeared into oh yeah in that role, and but again, it's a lot of dialogue based stuff where you're yeah again going back to best screenplay of 2004 if you could put adam driver in a movie right now what would it be he has an interesting dry comedy sense and his ability to keep a straight face and to play that yeah i would almost want him to be i i would want to play to that strength like his dramatic like him caring about something too much and being serious about it is he does a fine job in that yeah but i think where he really shines and i think of what was logan lucky was the other thing too yeah where where he's yeah he's super serious but like he's delivering the comedic lines yeah because he really cares about it and like his so his serious comedic approach i enjoyed logan lucky i enjoyed it as well i've never liked channing tatum more like yeah but hold on did you even watch magic mike fuck you no i've never watched magic fuck you no i'm sorry no, I mean, as far as like sexuality <laughs> and really awakening something. Oh, like, yeah. I, no, that's I, what I'm I've, scared about. I've, I've, ne- I've never watched. I've so, never watched Magic Mike. I love that. I love that Louis C.K. I bit, do though. love that Louis C.K. <laughs> bit. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good bit. I'm like, fuck you. I'll watch the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, putting Adam Driver yeah. in the movie. Like, yeah. Again, like we've kind of, you know, we've been kicking around the, the like we love Bill Hader and everything and the movies yeah, we that, do. the roles that we would like to see him in. It's 
he has a like a less goofy approach to characters. Mm, yeah. Like if, if Adam Driver was Barry, could it could it be pulled off? I think absolutely. I'd like to see but Adam Driver as Barry maybe just a touch more serious. Yeah. Like, but that's where he like a more of a serious like where just a Bill Hader goes a little more comedic with it. Yeah. Adam Driver can go a little more serious, serious with, with it. it. And then oh, you're dealing with it like because again, we were talking earlier about like I like Kurt Russell when he's got a little bit of comedy yeah, to yeah. him, and when he's too serious, it's like, well, I mean, you're not distracting, but it's also like, come on, you can be funny. I know. Well, Captain Ron's in there everybody, somewhere. Everybody knows Captain Ron's in there somewhere. Yeah. So like, so so Soldier was a bullshit movie from ninety eight, ninety seven, about a futuristic planet. Uh, no, like there's super soldiers in the future, right? The, that they're classic that they're they've been like conditioned as children to uh be super soldiers and uh here's kurt russell just working his way through history mm-hmm. and uh he's uh you know he's fighting all across space and time mm-hmm. not time but cr- across space and uh then like he gets comes up against there's a new soldier they came out with new soldiers that are genetically engineered and they don't have any feeling and they're like super engineered they're not just like born taken as a baby and uh just like conditioned to be soldiers Mm -hmm. and he gets dumped off on a on a garbage planet like literally this is a planet where they just dump garbage and uh, which is my uh like pollution solution actually it's just like let's take all the garbage just dump it on another planet not just fire it into the sun just right? fire it into w- the sun. why don't we do that i don't know I- i'm guessing it's because of like launching things out of orbit out of earth's orbit is costs a lot of money like more so than the the millions of survival dollars like, of, civ- uh, civilization. like um, of all the things that are prob are a problem in humanity mm-hmm. uh like the price to launch garbage into space isn't going to help. I feel like we launch garbage into space. <laughs> we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't, but we try to. We want to. You we, and I. Oh, you and I? Well, that's we put <laughs> we put garbage in we put garbage in space on our That's own a way. show title. <laughs> garbage Yeah, garbage into space is the show title. Maybe, I mean. Yeah, I'm sure. Anyhow, Kurt Russell, he's a super soldier. He gets uh, dumped on a garbage planet with Michael Chiklis. And he doesn't say fucking anything the entire movie. And he's just like, just super hard, no emotion. And that's and that's fine. Just What's kinda the like year it was, of this, actually? I want to say it's 98. 98? Okay. I want to say 98. But, I mean, it's fine. Like, it's an, it's an interesting... I mean, Michael Chiklis is there. It's after uh, the commish, before the shield, Michael oh, Chiklis. Really? Yeah, it's um. Is it sad that Kurt Russell as Santa Claus is the his thumbnail? Is it like the mm, yeah? Okay, I, I liked it before when there was just four. I know, man. It's so much no, now. Uh, come on, IMDb. Easy. No one consulted us at all, by the way. Uh, I like when Jeff Bezos bought IMDb. Oh, did they? Did he buy? Oh, IMDb? like years and years and years ago. Soldier. This is 1998. What did I say? No. 2000 after the shield so not 1980 no i no i said before the shield oh before the shield okay yeah i don't listen to you just... no, no, uh, that's very apparent mm, oh that's right michael chickless is not in this movie gary Busey is no this is why i don't listen to you michael chickless is definitely in this movie he is totally not in this movie 
hit full cast. And you, why <gasps> is, fucking Paul W.S. Anderson. That's why I love it. That's craziness. Why is Michael. Gary Busey is also in it. Why is Michael Chickles not in the top any of this? Uh, because it's like in order of appearance, you motherfucker. Oh, there it is. Jeremy Jimmy Pig. Jimmy Pig. Jimmy you son Pike. of a bitch. I forgot fucking Busey's in this. That's the real that's the real that's problem. Is that I don't remember Busey in this. <laughs> God, I love Busey. Yeah, it's just, it's too serious, Kurt Russell. You can tell from the He's the... excessively like he is channeling his innermost Clint Eastwood man with no name. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I think anytime you have Kurt Russell with a flat top. That's that's too serious, Kurt Russell. I'd love for you to go right now, go through his entire filmography, pick out all the movies with him with a flat top, and we'll go yay nay, whether it's fun or not. And go go. (laughs) Captain Ron, great movie, no flat top. Is he uh, in an off entry? Does no, he does not have a flat top. Does he have a flat top and backdraft? That's borderline flat top. (laughs) But it's it's a messy flat top. It's a messy flat top. (laughs) It's messy. He's got a little bit of humor. Just a little bit. Nobody it's not that he can't do it. Overboard? No flat no top. No flat top. No, Tequila that's a sunrise? Mullet. No. God, what? <laughs> in film school. <laughs> okay. So you're okay. going through. I'm going. I'm in film school. I'm in film school right now. This okay. is Nathan and Bobby in film school. Da-da. So you guys have to write a paper about an actor in his entire filmography. Okay. Kay. All right. So my whole dissertation, my entire senior thesis, my graduation, my graduate thesis, yeah, is about the difference of Kurt Russell playing <laughs> a role with, in without, a flat top. I I would say like like Kurt Russell's various hair and his various like tones, mm-hmm. uh, like also and the correlation, like the correlation, mm, Tango and Cash. Cash. He is He's, he is he is loosey goosey. Yeah. In Tango and Cash, who has a flat top in that? Sylvester Stallone. No, has a, that's not. I mean, he flat has. Top. It's it's like high and tight. It's, it's high, high and tight. tight. Come on. It's high and tight. <laughs> but it's more than than Mister Pseudo Swayze Mullet here. God, that's a good looking. But that's a good Swayze Mullet right that's there. That's where that's he just got done uh, going up against uh, Robert Zadar. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like the, the jaw. The Zadard. Yeah. Do you know about him? Yeah, we talked about him on the podcast. Did we? Yeah. About him living in town? Yeah. Driving around in a shitty Civic? Exactly. God, that's good. Exactly. It's like, I think, I remember our Like that picture came, there's a picture like me. So my, once again, that's a brag. (laughs) (laughs) My, my bullshit, uh, Documentary about small bowling alleys in Wisconsin at the local film festival. Where can people find that? Uh, you can just look it up on YouTube's Pints and Pins. Doc. They're all broken up into segments because oh. I, I'm fucking. I, that's the way America needed it. Okay. It's not like one continuous thing. Okay. Anyhow, so they, at the film festival, when they announced who was like in the film festival, yeah. they said, everybody who's made a movie any, at any point in their life. Because we believe in the arts. Come on up here. Come on up on stage and let's celebrate people who've made art in their life. Mm-hmm. And it was me. And I mean, and everybody else who made movies, you know, locally. How many, how many people? Like 30. Okay. Well, and then. Good. It's different than you and like the people that said, come up on stage. And then Bob Zadar, Robert yeah. Zadar. This man has a large job. <laughs> yeah, by the way. And you'd recognize him if you. You know, see his he is. A, he was also in Manic Cop, by the way. Oh, you were gonna say something. 
I, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, yeah, and then you just you're like, I saw you staring at Kurt well, Russell's filmography. And well, then. I got su- I was surprised by him being Elvis Presley's voice uncredited in Forrest Gump. Yes, Gun. yeah. That's I was surprised. Yeah, he was. Because uh, I want to say he, that was like an early Disney movie, like made for TV movie that he was in. No, no, no. This is Forrest. Uh, Gump. No, I know that, that he played Elvis. He played okay. Elvis in like a made for TV movie for the Disney Channel or something. Okay. I, I I don't remember. I I want to go back to my my senior thesis. The reason why I would go to graduate school for film yeah. is just the solely basis around Kurt Russell's hairstyle and his acting prowess. No, I think did, this is fantastic. No, did he have a did he have a flat top in Stargate? He did in, not in Stargate. He was way in, too serious in uh, Death uh, Death Proof. Death Proof. Ooh. Did he have a? This is the question. Mm, no, it's kind of close. Kind of close. Mm. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, that's no, no. It, it was the same hair he had in in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The, here's the thing, though. We can all agree he's got a fantastic head of hair. It's versatile. Uh, certainly, it's a certainly. versatile head of hair, and the man can do. I mean, to be this late in his career and to be able to do like even what he did with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, he, even what he did with fucking Santa Claus. Yeah, exactly. The Christmas Chronicles. I mean, he's a good-looking Santa Claus. That's I'm a, happy that he like made that transition to being Santa Claus. Who's a better actor, Kurt Russell or Harrison Ford? I, I think this is a tricky question. Who would you rather get a drink with? Kurt Russell. Same here. I, I think that Kurt Russell is has made more enjoyable movies. The man's lived a more enjoyable life, I would imagine. Well, yeah. That's he was a, a professional baseball player before he decided to be an actor. His dad owned a minor league team. In Portland. In Portland. Which was a great little documentary. <laughs> that was a lovely... Who made that? I don't know who made the uh, The Bastards of Baseball. The Bastards of Baseball. Right. Actually, what? We're on his discography here, or filmography. Film, oh, no, no. Because that was like... no. He should be credited for it, though. Because no, he was well, interviewed on it. Was he? Yeah, no, but we don't need, we don't need to be an actor. We need to be no. Go back to Kurt Russell. Go back to Kurt Russell and just go to self. Okay, well there we go. I know how to navigate IMDb. This is all. This is new. The bastards. No, the self has been there forever. Not ah, on my. Not the on my. Brilliant watch. bastards of baseball. That's what the, the brilliant bastards of baseball. That's what it. Right. Was. Well, it was something like that. <gasps> the battered bastards the battered, of baseball. Yeah. That was a Netflix documentary. Yep, it was great. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. Portlandy did a little sketch on it. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, Portland uh, Portland decided they want to have a baseball team, so <laughs> they decided to put together <laughs> right. tryouts and everything. Like, you just got to, you know, like, when they throw the ball, you're like, you got to, like, sometimes you got to hit it and everything, and they're like, no, oh, just <laughs> hit it. And this does sound familiar. Yeah. So, But, uh, yeah, it was great. Like, he had a whole career. Like, he wanted to be a baseball player. Right. And he was like, eh, I guess I'll just... Hollywood actor Bing Russell starts an independent minor league baseball team in Portland consisting of outcasts, misfits, and tums. They, Turns out uh, they unlikely oversight overnight success. That's interesting. It, it became a uh, point where they, like, should they be considered to be brought on t- into the MLB? Basically, oh. it was like, uh, like, should they be a minor league team instead of an independent league team? Basically, like, oh. should they be brought in because they were they were so good. But. I, I uh, okay. Should that be a movie? 
starring Kurt Russell as Bing Russell. <laughs> you want to make that movie? God damn. What would Adam Driver be? <laughs> I'd have to rewatch the movie. Oh, <laughs> my God. All these ideas. Yeah. You got me. You got you. And at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, this is a po- this could be a podcast. Yeah, that could be a podcast and a movie. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Be sure to check us out on Apple iTunes. Uh, we're on. Uh, where else are we at? We're on Spotify. We're Anywhere. on Amazon. I mean, literally, you, you save it into your smart device, yeah. and uh, you, you put it in any kind of search yeah. on any kind of thing. We're there. We're, I mean, we're trying. We want to be where the people are. We're a two-man crew, and we're just doing our best. We're just doing our best. And guy in France, seriously. We love you. We love you. So thank you for listening.